Hello, my friend, and welcome to Something For Everybody. My name is Aaron Mashpitz, and today is a solo episode where I will be talking about what's happening in Israel with Hamas. More specifically, I'll be talking about the moral discrepancy, the moral stupidity that some people are still displaying when it comes to what's happening in Israel between Israel and Hamas. Now, this is my fourth podcast episode covering this subject, and there will be things in this episode that I'm repeating because I'm repeating myself on purpose because some people still haven't fully grasped what's happening and need to understand these very important moral concepts so we can have a better idea on how to move forward and how to ultimately have peace in the region and really understand what's happening in a full context. Now, at the time of this recording, some of the hostages are being released, which is amazing and incredible. I'm beyond happy that those people and children are able to be set free and reconnect with their family and, and and start trying to heal from the absolute horror and atrocities that they faced while being kidnapped and prisoners. And so I urge you to take a deep dive into that and what's happening in that context um, with the hostages. But I will be discussing sort of the the morality of it all so we can really, really understand who's right, who's wrong, what's to go forward, what are the side, all of this stuff that I've been talking about in sort of the previous episodes that I've done on this. But I'm borrowing some very, very, very important points from some of my favorite um, thinkers on this subject, including Sam Harris and Barry Weiss. So I encourage you to also to follow them on more things about this topic so we can really think deep about the morality of this and how we should go about thinking about what's happening with Israel and Hamas. So the first thing I want to do is really uh, eviscerate this sort of both sides argument that exists between or during or going on or happening during this Israel Hamas war. So the boundary between anti-Semitism and generic moral stupidity is a little hard to discern. And I'm not sure it's always important to find it. I'm not sure it matters why a person can't distinguish between collateral damage in a necessary war and and conscious acts of genocidal sadism that are celebrated as religious sacrament by a death cult. Our streets have been filled with people literally tripping over themselves in their eagerness to demonstrate that they cannot distinguish between those who intentionally kill babies and those who inadvertently kill them. Having taken great pains to avoid them killing them while defending themselves against the very people who have just intentionally tortured and killed innocent men, women, and yes, babies, and who are committed to doing this again at any opportunity and are using their own innocent non-combatants as human shields. If you're both citing this situation or worse, if you're supporting the wrong side, You're waving the flag of people who murder non-combatants intentionally, killing parents in front of their children and children in front of their parents, burning people alive at music festivals devoted to peace and decapitating others and dragging their dismembered bodies through the streets, all to shouts of God is great. 
If you're recognizing the humanity of actual barbarians while demonizing the people who worry about war crimes, who drop leaflets and call cell phones for days in effort to get non-combatants to leave specific buildings before they are bombed because those buildings sit on top of tunnels filled with genocidal lunatics who have again just sidiously tortured and murdered families as though it were religious sacrament because for them it is religious sacrament if you have landed proudly and sanctimoniously on the side of this asymmetry this vast gulf between savagery and civilization while marching through the quad of an ivy league university wearing yoga pants i'm not sure it matters that your moral confusion is due to the fact that you just happen to hate jews whether you're an anti-semite or just an apologist for atrocity is is it probably immaterial the crucial point here is that you are dangerously confused about the moral norms and political sympathies that make life in this world worth living what is more you don't even care about what you think you care about because you have failed to see that hamas and jihadists generally are the principal cause of all the misery and dysfunction we see not just in gaza but throughout throughout the muslim world very important now it's almost been three months at the time of this recording uh post hamas's october 7th attack and it's important to still keep a very bright line that exists between good and a very specific, very specific form of evil. It is the evil of bad ideas. Ideas so bad that they can make even ordinary human beings impossible to live with. It is important to point out that not only members of Hamas, but ordinary Gazans appear to have taken part in the torture and murder of innocent Israelis and taking of hostages. How many did this and how many ordinary Gazans were dancing in the street and spitting on the captured women and girls who were paraded before them, having been raped and tortured? What percentage of Palestinians in Gaza or in the West Bank, many of whom are said to hate Hamas for their corruption and incompetence and brutality? nevertheless support what they did on October 7th with clear conscience based on what they believe about the Jews and the ethics of jihad? I don't know. I don't know. But I'm not, but I'm sure, I'm sure that the answers to these questions would be quite alarming. We're talking about a culture that teaches Jew hatred and the love of martyrdom in its elementary schools, many of which are funded by the UN. Of course, all of this horror is compounded by the irony that Jews who were killed on October 7th were for the most part committed liberals and peace activists. Hamas killed the sorts of people who volunteered to drive sick Palestinians into Israel for medical treatment. They murdered the most idealistic people in Israel. They raped, tortured, and killed young people at a trance dance music festival devoted to peace, half of whom were probably on MDMA, feeling nothing but love for all humanity when jihadists arrived in terms of cultural and moral distance it's like the vikings showed up at burning man and butchered everyone in sight just think about what happened at the supernova music festival at least at least 260 people were murdered in the most sadistically gruesome ways possible decapitated burned alive blown up with grenades and from the jihadist side this wasn't an error it's not that they could have known what was in the hearts of those beautiful young people. They would have thought, oh my God, we're killing the wrong people. Those 
These people weren't our enemies. These people are filled with love and compassion and want nothing more than to live peace with and peace with us. No, no. The true horror is that given what jihadists believe, those were precisely, precisely the sorts of people any good Muslim should kill and send to hell when they have been tortured in fire for eternity. From the jihadist point of view, there is no mistake here and there is no basis for remorse. Please absorb this fact. Absorb it. Absorb it if you're still having confusion about what's going on. For the jihadist, all of this sadism, the torture of murder of helpless, terrified people is an act of worship. This is the sacrament. This is this isn't some nauseating departure from the path to God. This isn't stalled spiritual progress, much less sin. This is what you do for the glory of God. This is what Muhammad himself did. But you have to understand that the people who butchered over 1,400 innocent men, women, and children in Israel on October 7th were practicing their religion sincerely. They were doing every bit as spiritual from their point of view as the trance dancers at the Supernova Festival were being from theirs. They were equally devoted to the highest values, equally uplifted, ecstatic, amazed at their good fortune. They wouldn't want to trade places with anyone. Let's, let's let this image land in your brain. They were shouting, Allah Akbar, God is great, all day long as they murdered women and children. And these people are now being celebrated the world over by those who understand exactly what they did. Yes, many of those college kids at Harvard and Stanford and Cornell are just idiots who have a lot to learn about the world. Yes, but in the Muslim community, that includes the crowds in London and Sydney and Brooklyn. Hamas is being celebrated, celebrated by people who understand exactly what motivates them. The problem of jihadism and the much wider problem of sympathy for it isn't going away. Any civilized people, non-Muslim and Muslim alike, have to deal with it. We all live in Israel now. It's just that most of us haven't realized it yet. That's from Sam Harris. He did a longer episode about that. I wanted to give you guys that information here because it's, it's very clear. The morality is very clear. And those words pointed out directly. So let that sink in, absorb that, think about that, and then allow that to move forward with your decision making. <clears throat> and so the elimination of Jews is openly promised in Hamas in the Hamas constitution and when they chant from the river to the sea, which is so beloved by some demonstrators in the West. And right, Gazans voted for Hamas in 2005 in far greater proportions than Germans voted for the Nazis in 1932. And a good proportion of them celebrated wildly what Hamas paraded its hostages through the streets of Gaza in the afternoon of October 7th. Again, just reiterating these facts about morality. Kershaw writes on how the final solution would not have been possible without the depersonalization and debasement of the figure of the Jew. In both Gaza and the West Bank, printed educational textbooks present Jews as despicable, worthless, and sinister figures, utterly depersonalized and debased. This is a recipe for, ver for further generational conflict. Kershaw, Kershaw argues that in Nazi Germany, ordinary Germans had the quote-unquote mild anti-Semitism and was 
clearly quite incapable of containing the progressive radical dynamism of the radical fanatics and the deadly bureaucratization of the doctrine of race hatred. This is still more true of Gaza today. That's just talking about what happened in Nazi Germany and what happened and what's happening with Hamas. And the difference is that Hamas is out in the open, blatantly publicizing their hatred and their genocidal tendencies toward the Jewish people. And we have to take that seriously because we can see the rampant anti-Semitism all over the world. We have to, we have to take care of our Jewish brothers and sisters. And we have to take this seriously about how to go forward and move into peace, into love and things like that. And it's very important. And so I just wanted to point that out um, as I get into this last bit um, from a very, very important voice in the Jewish community, which is Barry Weiss, who runs the free press, who put out, who've done amazing work throughout this Israel-Hamas war, like presenting the best, most factual information they can. And Barry is, is a really uh, an important figure and I trust her voice. And this is something that she wrote about diversity, equity, and inclusion or DEI. In theory, all three of these words represent noble causes. They are, in fact, all causes to which American Jews in particular have long been devoted both individually and collectively. But in reality, these words are now metaphors for an ideological movement bent on recategorizing every American, not as an individual, but as an avatar of an identity group. His or her behavior prejudged accordingly, setting up all this kind of zero-sum game. But nothing has made the dangers of DEI clearer than what's happening these days on our college campuses. The places where our future leaders are nurtured. It is there that the hideousness of this worldview has been on full display over the past few weeks. We see students and professors immersed not in facts, knowledge, or in history, but in dehumanizing ideology that has led them to celebrate or justify terrorism. Jews who understand that being made in the image of God bestows sanctity, bestows sanctity to every human life must not stand by as this principle so central to the promise of this country and hard won, hard won freedoms is erased. It is time to end DEI for good. No more standing by as people are encouraged to segregate themselves. No more forced declarations that you will prioritize identity over excellence. No more compelled speech. No more going along with little lies for the sake of being polite. The Jewish people have outlived every single regime and ideology that has sought our elimination. We will persist one way or another, but DEI is undermining America and that for which it stands, including the principles that have made it a place of unparalleled opportunity, safety, and freedom for so many. Fighting is the least we owe this country. Again, longer article from Barry Weiss, but the most important keys are right there. Um, and so I encourage you to hear this, listen to this, and then go take a deep dive for yourself. Think about your morality, you as a human, your capacity for, for evil and for violence and for love, and what can we do 
as everyday people to to encourage hope, to encourage peace, to encourage love, but also to encourage uh, facts and actual knowledge and drawing a moral line between good and evil when it's so bright. Um, things like that are very important. So I encourage you again to take a deep dive for yourself. Um, I gave you some of the best information I have right here, as I've done on the previous three episodes I've done on this subject. This is the fourth. I'm sure I will continue to do more as new information continues to unfold. But I really, the focus of this episode really was to iterate and really nail down um, the morality in this issue so we can take a stand and and we can fight because as Barry says, right, um, fighting, fighting for what's right, standing up for what's right is, uh, is what we owe for what people have before us have given us what uh, yeah, what people have before have given us. That is our duty. That is our right. Is our moral obligation. Is our moral responsibility to stand up for right and become the best version of ourselves and greatest service of the world, so we can uplift and encourage each other to do the same. So, thank you for your time and attention. I'll see you next time. Cheers. Thank you for tuning in to that very, very important episode. And if you found that information useful or relevant, please share it with a friend because the podcast grows from people like you sharing it with people like you. And if you feel so inclined, the absolute best way to support this podcast is through Patreon. Patreon.com slash Aaron Mashbitz directly supports me, this podcast, and my mental health nonprofit called You Are Loved. But most importantly, above all else, please Please take good care of yourselves and others, and I'll see you next time. Lots of love. Cheers.